And more evidence over the age-old scrap around sugary drinks and tax. So what we got this morning is US researchers who have been commissioned by the WHO, the World Health Organization, looked at sugar tax policies all over the world, found that if you tax them, it leads to, on average, a 15% drop in sales. It also found that the drop in sales didn't equate to job losses and drink manufacturing. Now, the New Zealand Dental Association spokesperson for nutrition is Rob Beaglehole, who is with us. Rob, morning. Uh, morning, Mike. Thinking about you this morning, how many interviews and speeches do you reckon you've done over the years on this? Oh, probably about 100 and maybe four or five with you. <laughs> Do you reckon we're, are you getting anywhere? Um, well, hopefully I can convince you at some stage, Mike. But yes, I think the main thing we're doing is we're raising awareness about the dangers of sugary drinks. I think it's a matter of when, not if. Right. So what I, it's a couple of examples I followed just out of interest. In Britain, it appeared to be when they put the tax up that what happened was the recipe got changed. Is that fair? Exactly. What they did, they had a, a, a graded system. So the more sugar that was in the, the product, the higher the tax. They ended up taking out 30,000 tonnes of sugar in the first year due right. to reformulation. Right. So is that the model, you reckon, if we were going to do something, is that the model to follow? Look, if, if a conservative Boris can do it, surely a progressive Jacinda can do it here in New Zealand. Yeah. The, it's not, yes. Well, the, the alternative is you pay for more dental care, I suppose, isn't it? Well, exactly. We know that, that you know, the number one source of sugar in the New Zealand diet comes from sugary drinks, and we know that the number one risk factor for tooth decay is actually a diet high in sugar. So, yes, sugary drinks cause carnage. Not only your teeth, obviously, it makes you fat and contributes to type 2 diabetes. What's the hold-up there in this country as far as you, as far as you can work out, given the evidence you would argue is there? It's, it's just about the politics. You know, Grant and Jacinda and others have said, uh, that they aren't going to put any new taxes on this term. Well, hopefully next term, if they get back in, we can have a sugary drink industry levy, which is what they've got in the UK. But look, it's not about the evidence. Evidence is sort of unequivocal. It's all about the politics. Yeah. And so then the other case I followed was Mexico, and they're massive consumers apparently. But is, is that a cultural thing? It, it, you sort of, it, it becomes ingrained into how you're raised and what you do. It does, which is why we need these population-wide strategies to reduce sugar consumption. We know that in Mexico that, that the tax was very effective, particularly um, for, for, for low-income adults. And we know that there were no job losses and that also that those consumers swapped their unhealthy habits from sugary drinks over to water and milk. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. Part of the argument I've always personally struggled with is, is although I may agree with you in, in, in general, uh, you're attacking an industry, aren't you? As a, sugar's everywhere. If, if sugar's your problem, attack it everywhere, not just at drinks. Well, I think, look, there's no difference between the sugary drink industry and the tobacco industry in terms of the way we need to deal with them. You know, we know that Coke and Frucor, they target kids, they target teenagers, and they target low-income adults, so just like tobacco. So we need to target them in the way we tar target tobacco, you know, sugary drink taxes, water-only schools, yeah. all those sorts of things. All right, Rob, appreciate your time very much. Rob Beagle, whole New Zealand Dental Association spokesperson. Uh, if they ever get around to a tax in this country, it'll be a big win for him, won't it?